I ever tell you a story about that scalawag George Shepard? Shepard's one of Quantrell's lieutenants. He gave me a story much like Bob's, what bring him to mind. Going on about how much we had in common and so on, so we could get in the gang. How could I have known he had a grudge against me? How could I have known he was lying to get on my good side? I said, George, come on aboard. Glad to have you. George thought he was smart. Septy button. One morning, George rides into camp, and about 20 guns open up on him. <laughs> See, old George, he only had one eye. If you got two eyes, you want to get Jesse. <laughs> Cross me again, I'll put a ball through your head! <laughs> That'd be a good joke. It was funny. <laughs> a cute story, Jess. They were in their middle age. One had just turned 30, the other 37. Cracked open a beer, nice IPA. Sat down. And they would talk of things that they'd never really finish. They'd get to a point eventually. They were deep dive daddies. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the one and the only deep dive daddies. No, I was talking about the assassination of Jesse James. Oh well, yeah. But you're listening to the the deep dive daddies podcast. (laughs) That dang s is that dang s. So we're on Western Block. We're getting we're, around the bend. We're getting around the bend. We have one. We so well, one. We got minutes. We got one more planned, and then we'll we'll take a crack at if we made a a western revolving around this time of the the century. Yeah, I think if we were able to make ourselves a western, how would we do it? I think I think that episode's going to be turn turn out really good. But today we're talking about, about the assassination James. of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Just Jesse James. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll, this but, is your movie, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand mostly the narration over to you because you this you this you love you love this. Oh, movie. I love this movie with a passion. There was a time that I was staying with a a family friend of ours, um, and this movie would just go on every night, and it would just be like it, it, this is this is like this is like. 1917 for me all over again well i guess 1917 was this all over again but it was like it was such a warm hug of an entire like movie that regardless of how many times i could watch it you know i i always enjoyed picking it up enjoyed picking it up so much that i actually got the book and for uh, for us uh i know that we're pretty stiff on uh pretty stiff on movie to or book to film adaptations (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're real original when it comes to that real original the book was better like no the one book, ever had that take before. i know the book but i mean in it <laughs> you look like tom Selleck. <laughs> that's that's magnum p.i that's a new one uh you look like dale from chip and dale's rescue rangers <laughs> Anywho, the assassination of Jesse James. I remember the first time that I heard this movie, or I uh, heard this movie was coming out. It's supposed to be a passion project from Brad Pitt, and the the first copy. I I mean, it was it was one of those ones where they played in only select select uh, theaters, right? So uh, at the time, I want to say I was probably like sixteen or seventeen, and I don't remember them playing it anywhere near our our happy little village, and so. Um, most of the time, like we, cause we've got, I mean, out here in the boonies, we've got a local theater that'll sometimes like play some one off hits. Like I remember when, uh, when your hot rod was playing at that small theater and I was like, so stoked because I was like, yes, finally we're going to be able to see something like worth seeing. That's not, you know, the, okay. You mountain hit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just all balls. You ran over a small bus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but with this movie, it wasn't happening. And so I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And that was back in the day when you took to the internet to go, to go scratch your itch. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean becoming a pirate? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I didn't want to. <laughs> well, they can't charge you. I guess not. Victimless crime. <laughs> I uh, downloaded that's not what. No, that's that, that's, uh, that's not what those ads said. You wouldn't you wouldn't steal from your mom. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. If you reenacted <laughs> in public <laughs> the entire like movie, an entire movie, like reenacted it in public, could you get in trouble for copyright? If you charge people money? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you made a, like, I guess, wouldn't that be, you'd have to, like, what is it, like, watching a stage play? They did that with, like, Ultimate Prey. That was just another Rambo. Well, I just mean, like, yeah, but you, like, reenact it word for word and, like, <laughs> use, like, the score, but you don't do it in a movie theater. You just get live actors. To, That's to called a play. That's called a play. I know yeah. it's called a play, but, like, do plays get copyright struck? struck? I don't know. It's a good question. I've never, I don't know. Not, the police going to come down here and be like, hey, you didn't pay for hey, this. Hey, it's the Bobbies. Watch out. We're the Bobbies. You didn't, you didn't get the rights. You didn't pay for this. Um, but yeah, no, I remember we had to take to the internet to scratch that itch. And I remember the copy that I got was so awful. Like it was like watching a movie with like out glasses on. <laughs> so unfun. But it, just the tone and everything about it was just like so perfect that the second that this was like released, I was there like day of bought it and i forced you to sit through it because you were you were you didn't think this movie was going to be all that great right off the bat i remember that you were like you were uh it's kind of like when we watched the what's that one with the uh will arnett and uh the solomon brothers or something is that one of those two brothers uh want to have a baby <laughs> do you remember that movie no i don't so it must have not been great it's like will arnett and will forte <laughs> like i remember like I remember that being a skit. They want to have a baby and Kristen Wiig is like the mom. Uh, it's not, it's not a skit. It's like an entire movie. It's a, I don't know. Anywho, obviously it wasn't. In I that remember movie. that one was one that I was like, this movie's going to be gold. And I made you sit through it. And obviously you didn't like it well enough to remember it, but yeah. uh, I, I'm sure it must've been pretty traumatic. Cause like when I go like to recall it, like yeah. my, there's a big black <laughs> space of my life that I just can't oh. like recall. <laughs> this is white noise. Um, but yeah, so I remember I made you sit through this and I don't know, like I can't remember if you had like a mixed review and if it was one of those ones that kind of grew on you over time. I do. Uh, I still have a mixed review of it. Like I like the cinematography and that's why I want to let you talk about this because, you know, it's this is your wheelhouse. Like I like. As, I, I guess we're as we're hostiles was yours. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be in the back going, oh, I don't think this is an Oscar worthy really Nope. <laughs> not going to do that at all, actually. I'm going to take the high road and just make you look oh. like a, a jerk. Oh, okay. And, and like I said, I had to recant. <laughs> My a couple of my hot takes uh, that I've had over the past couple episodes, you know, I because as we all remember, think they're with, bad takes with time. People grow soft. <laughs> I think that that's what the movie conveyed. I don't want that. to. I didn't want that to be the movie. Like I didn't want it to be the movie at all. But yeah, yeah it is what it is. Um, I'd also don't want to pay my taxes and I have to do that. So. <laughs> so the assassination. So like. I don't know. Like, I think from like start to finish, I think that like as as a, a cast of characters and the people that they put as a face too. Because like sometimes I like there'll be times where like I'll read the book before viewing a movie, and I really didn't know offhand that this was based on a on a book that was written, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, in those scenarios where it's like if I know the people that they cast already for it, it does kind of I guess taint the view of like the book, and maybe I'm like, oh hey there's good casting on their part when they did the movie, but that's just cause I have like a liking for the movie before I, you know, actually knew it was like, it's kind of like, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, watching Jurassic park. Like I, I watched the movie far before I like read the book, but then like reading the book, you know, you have those characters that you can see faces on yeah. the movie and it does kind of taint your view of the book, but that book's amazing. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think it's more like Jumanji. Yeah. Really like, you know, like the, that book, um, I can't. I can't see Rob. Nobody but Robin Williams playing uh, Alan. And what year is it? Yeah, I think he should have played. Uh, uh, what's his name? To Kyle Reese. I think Robin Williams should have played Kyle Reese in the Terminator movies. <laughs> Just hey, oh hey oh. <laughs> um, Come but yeah, me if you want to live. <laughs> we are here to save you from the future. <laughs> that would be like the oh. So anyway, I kind of wanted to ask you, so mm -hmm. up to the other Westerns that we had, have watched so far, which has been uh, the Hostiles, yeah. Tombstone, and now the assassination of Jesse James. What what do you think stands out about this? Like, you know, the opening, like, 
scenes like all three opening scenes i think that the this one this one is very different from the last two that we have talked about because the last two have have really iconic like um cowboy on horse scenes kind of with the way that they certain things that are happening and riding in whereas and the majority of like hostiles like they're riding from one place to the next whereas um tombstone's kind of like uh, they're in like one setting for the majority of the movie until the end when he when kurt russell comes back for his no revenge but uh, or no mercy i should say no mercy but uh with this one like the only time that you ever see them on like any horses is when they're like coming into a town or they're leaving a town and then there's a couple of times where it's like one crucial moment that happens later on down the film spoiler alert i mean there's probably going to be a lot of pieces that are revealed if you haven't watched this movie yet do yourself a favor and go do it you know it's it's at least one that you want you should watch at least once you know if you don't want to pick it up again at least watch it one time and you know gain your own i guess view on it but um that's that's kind of what's different about this one is it's like there's a lot of like but they're they're really like um exit shots or entering like shots there's never really like any long stretch where they're like riding in as those iconic like other western movies and like the thing like this has such a series tone um that accompanies it along like with hostiles but it's serious in a different way where there's really not the difference between this one so it's like hostiles like we had talked about in a previous in our previous episode is really about like you know changing your ideals towards things that you i mean my opinion is changing your ideals towards like things that you don't understand and like coming to like a greater respect for another person because you can see life through their eyes or you see a common understanding within your ground. Whereas this one is really like, it's, it's, it's different because it's like you start out with this, this myth that everybody's built up. Cause like the myth of Jesse James far surpasses like the man himself. Well, that's how it always goes. With I know. Hero. Well, I know. I it's, the, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Um, I think that that was kind of like what I wanted to see what you thought about the opening. Cause I feel like that kind of does that. Like the opening they use in this one is he's with that out narration the and they kind of, just, they build him up yeah, like, like that mythical legend. You get like the um, same opening in gladiator and like the tone where they just want to like, it's like, you can tell it's going to be like almost like the, I don't know if the words is biopic, but uh-huh. it's going to be. I guess this is like a sim, like this is kind of like a biopic, but they don't. Is that? Did you say biopic or? Bi- I said I think that might be it, but I don't think that's the right term. I. But I, who cares? I'm, it's not like I ever use right terms in. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this guy over here like thinking World War One was cool, huh? <laughs> Yikes! But uh, but I think because like that's the that's the deal is like a lot of these events. I mean, we get you get certain accounts and details but like the majority of like the the book um that this is based on and the movie itself it's not i wouldn't say it's it's not a first-hand account it's like a um a greater telling of a myth you know it's like that historical fiction you know what i mean where it's not you know it's not it's got characters but there's parts that are played up for story effects it's like the whole thing like these people did exist these things happen certain things parts of the story happen but like the squabbling between like Dick Liddell and Wood Height, you know, or the like different like little pieces in between, you know, yeah, that could have happened, but yeah, I don't re- like nothing ever really gives a good indication as to like that being like real. Like there are accounts they talk to about the book of like the different robberies that had happened with the James gang before, but there's the little like conversations back and forth. Like, I don't know if you want to be like me or you want to be me. Like that's the author, you know, taking the wheel and, creating kind a of story yeah. yeah well yeah i gotta ad lib a little bit i know you gotta ad lib a little bit but i mean i think that's kind of what's fun about this particular like movie is it is it takes that historical like fictional like uh legend and kind of just expands on it and puts you in like the shoes of somebody who could have been there or what these people were feeling you know at those in those intimate moments that you don't really get a whole lot of like you know how he died but you don't know like a whole lot of the events leading up to that you know that these people just kind of encountered and intertwined and then you've got police records of like who contacted who to like get this stuff set up but like just like the little like pieces in between where it's like when that then that scene not to cut forward because but we'd like to do that a lot but in the scene where they're in that uh jesse's house and he's sitting um in on the couch behind bob 
And he like has the knife up to his neck. He's like, if I don't like his attitude, I will slit that Phil Doodle so deep. <laughs> like that, those kinds of scenes. Like it did, you know. But it's it's it fits so well with like the narrative, like the legendary myth of that man. That it's like it could he could have been like that. We don't know, you know. Just well, without, I, I wouldn't say it's that far that we don't know because I, I feel like that he's a recent history historical character. Yeah, but it's like the death of billy the kid like people still like because that old man that came around in like the 50s who was like i i'm actually billy and i lived this long and everybody thinks i died back at this town and was shot by pat garrett but it's you know yeah yeah there's that, there's always that guy i know there's always that guy but that's kind of like what's fun about Stunt this story it shows up <laughs> yeah i've never seen what actual movies he's in speaking of which i know i had a take on tarantino uh Kind of a non sequitur. Well, yeah. it works because he was an inglorious bastard. So we're in the same wheelhouse. Anyway, um, and we were talking about Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that that movie is on YouTube for free, and it was pretty good. I like it. Which one? The the one that everybody hates, Death Proof. Like I think it's, oh, I think it's some of his great dude, work, greatest work. Death, like the the two piece that came out with that. It was like Death Proof and something else. Uh, Terra Firmer. Yeah, Terror's Road. Terror Reed. No, it was yeah, it was, yeah, it was, dead, it was death proof and, and Tara Reed. So okay, <laughs> tire, tire man. <laughs> no, I think that movie's yeah. like I like both those movies. I think that movie's really good. You know, uh, the one with Kurt Russell. Yeah, they're both really good, but that one with Kurt Russell, it's, like it's really good. it's well put I, yeah. together. I, I like it a lot, actually. Like I was surprised it got as much hate as it did, but it is. It's funny because I said that I like you know I talked about the dialogue and stuff like that, but yeah, I think that. This kind of like fits in that that whole category too, right? It's a lot of dialogue. It does. Um, it does feel like those type of movie, like a like a a played up version of that. Yeah, I mean that's, that's that was kind of my take on it. Like a lot of build up to me, I didn't really see the like the man like bigger than I saw like kind of the opposite because mm-hmm. like it was you know like you think that he's going to be robbing and just popping off and doing all this stuff. But it's really like an intimate, like they're just talking, look about him being like more human and more like hangs out with his kids on Sunday, like goes down and gets the paper. He's like having a pipe outside the, it's so like the duality of that man's like personality portrayed in this movie, I would say. Well, that's what, that's what I was, that's what I'm getting at. Like, cause where you see it is like, he's living larger than that. I just see like a, like a normal dude that like, no, that's what I'm, that's what I was, kind of getting uh-huh. along to it's like it builds up this like the myth that's built up about him but this really takes more of an intimate like look at like okay, him as an individual and like his um his sporadic like attitude towards the ford brothers throughout this movie because like it's so and i i can maybe i'm just a simpleton but the, like that's where it lost me i think this whole entire like plot like it just kind of just we like kind of <laughs> go places and then like he's mad and like it's no he just like all of a sudden starts like back on like like a revenge thing because i know he got snitched out but he knew about it like he had spider senses or something like that his spider sense had ratted out or had told him that jim cummins and i think it was one of those things where it's like they do hint around the fact that like when they move from that town right before the police Jim Cummins isn't featured, but it's, he's a he's that's what lost that's the why relation lost. to the Ford brother because it's like they mention him and he's not really a big part in the book either. Like they mention him, but it's not like anything like he's just that like faceless man that like Jesse's trying to get after, but can never like clinch. He can clinch. I, I think that's he, kind of what makes the movie not translate the well. man. <laughs> like not translate very well. Like I get that you they wanted to like leave like this mysterious man that Jesse was chasing, but like when he's not like I don't know, just like you got. They expect you to know who Jim Cummins is and like, where's Jim? Yeah. Where's like, Jim? That whole part where's Jim? Sense, sense to me. I'm like, wait, which one's Jim? I was yeah. like, is that this guy or is that like that guy? Cause he already got, I that think guy. it's like, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those, one of those like people that it's not, that doesn't fit like quite in the wheelhouse of, or not the wheelhouse, but quite into like the group that is here. Cause you've got Dick Liddell, the two, the, the entire Ford family for some like, <laughs> weird reason they're just all there yeah i don't I, that's another thing i don't uh, understand dick Liddell, like his faceless and... wife uh and then you've got wood heights family and then you've got jesse so there's like and there's really like it's really only like maybe three or four locations in this entire movie um one external that they don't spend a whole lot of time in because the ford house is really where a lot of this just centers around and then it goes back to jesse and his family and then it goes to the fords and then you get a little bit of like a glimpse into like wood heights background with dick liddell and then 
or Dick Little, I think is I keep calling him Liddell. But That's fine. It's really the, Chuck. the confession of Dick Liddell. <laughs> But uh, I Chuck Liddell. That's that's why I keep like, yeah. messing. <laughs> so Dick Little and uh, God, halfway through this part, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, uh, Dick Liddell, <laughs> what?" It was me. I, I threw you off. I was I, calling I, him Dick Liddell. Were you really? Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like it's it's the um, I don't know. It's I like the fact that they make him more human, but like. They, that they only took this piece because like the book goes in and out of like Jesse's early life and how he met his wife. But like this movie like heavily just focuses on his decline right before he's his death, you know, so it's like his his growing paranoia of everybody that he surrounds himself with. And I think they kind of like I mean, I know that it's it's kind of obvious that like you obviously know who's going to kill jesse because it's in the title of the yeah kind of it wasn't, the the wasn't a no, surprise i know oh my god it was, it was him, the whole but time. He, he said he didn't know what happened though i know he didn't do did it did you do this i didn't do it i know <laughs> didn't do it how you gonna look a man right in the eyes and say he didn't do it it's a, it's it's a son a, of a bitch in vulgar <laughs> didn't do it but that's what I'm saying is it's like I think that like there's a weird intimacy between like him and Robert throughout this entire movie like long like weird looks my favorite um weird intimate like parts is the when he makes Robert sleep next to him in that bed <laughs> Robert gets up he's like you think you do but you don't <laughs> you think you need to go to the bathroom but you don't but that's what I'm saying is like there's a weird like weird connection with them and I like how they play that up cuz you ever meet people in life that like you click with like on i i don't know like there are people that i meet in like my day-to-day and it, i you know it's, it's i'm not saying like you have to have these friends for like long but there are like people that like you find that you have more in common with than you ever thought that you like could that you understand each other better without like actually having to like know each other personally you know what i mean you never have those connections with people um uh, maybe I think I think they just like end up being like lifelong friends. I don't not necessarily all the time. I mean, there's people that come in and out of my life all the time, but like they're and it's like on some level, like we're friends. But like there are other people where it's like you can you just by having like uh, not necessarily many conversations, but like you can click with each other to like, I don't know, like you can click and reveal like more per be more personable with them than you can with other people. Do you know no, what I mean? I don't, well, no, I don't do that. I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm different, but like, that's, that's kind of what I really like about this is it's like for two people who have never like really like, I mean, I know that like Robert was trying to get into like the, the sidekick to Jesse and Frank, like, but like mm-hmm. the connection that they, the unspoken like bond that they have, regardless of like where they're at in life and like just the the dynamic of like them playing off of each other but like being like almost one one uh i guess you could say it's almost like having like one soul between like the two of them and like they understand each other better than anybody else would in this world but like jesse knows that like this is this is the kid that's going to bring his end in you know what i from like the get i think is i you know what i mean and i don't think it's uh, I, I well, I don't know. Like, Maybe I'm reading this movie. I, I was going like to say a, whole a little this is, bit, bro. This, this is, is like, your this is your hostel. <laughs> this is, I guess it really so. is because I was like, am I going to recant my view on this? <laughs> Maybe because all I got was like that Jesse, right? Like most mm-hmm. men that have like charisma, um, are somewhat akin to being like egomaniacal, right? So mm-hmm. it's about like when you have like sycophants, and some, there's something that feels good when somebody like lick, is a bootlicker. Yeah. Right. Like Robert Ford's definitely a bootlicker in this, um, where he's not equal with Jesse at all. He he wants to be him, like right, but he has no like identity of his own. Yeah. So like that's kind of the relationship I got there because you kind of like as as somebody who is like maybe like I'm not you know a psychiatrist but like has ego things. So obviously he did. Right? Maybe that's a better take on it. Um, <laughs> keep people like that around so they can kick him around because they know they can kick him around and the person's always going to come back, right? Yeah. That's how most of those relationships work. You have like your, you know, I guess what a thrall that you just like throttle. <laughs> He's just that guy, right? Yeah. Um, That like you don't really like I don't think Jesse was ever like fr- like friends per se, but like he's just around, right? I don't think they were ever like friendly, friendly with each other. I know there's a like a couple of times that are mentioned within like the book and in the movie where they're like when he gives him the gun and is like I've been real mighty testy lately, you know, with and that wanted wanting to make that up to him. But yeah. I think that like, but it's 
it's not like in a way like it's in a way to where he doesn't lose somebody who like is licking boots right yeah so but like, he's got millions of people that he hangs out with like wood height is his cousin and like wood heights everyone's cousin i don't know they all live like s and that dude's d wood heights s and that dude's d dick uh, dick little is like uh yeah. trying to be that person in the gang but dick little's also got like motivations of his own and that's why he had to go <laughs> Jesse mentioned anything about me and Jim Cummins. <laughs> I that, that I think that's gonna bug me forever about the movie. Is yeah, like what it's they a want faceless you, man, Jim Cummins. Well, the, he's not even like a like a big part of the story. Like because they they open up, you got the train robbery going on with his uh, cousin. His cousin's like, I'm getting too old for this, and just you know, no, that's his brother. Oh, uh, his brother's Frank James. There we go. Yeah, Frank James goes and, and busts off to like whatever. With his family, right? Yeah, he becomes yeah. Uh, like a somebody. I, it's either real estate or he shall, sells shoes. Yeah, I don't probably. remember. Oh yeah, shoe salesman. That's right. Shoe salesman. We, shoe salesman. Shoe, shoe salesman. That's right. He said he went to go be Al Bundy. That's, <laughs> that's what it, that, I remember. I made that joke. <laughs> I was like, okay, so from robbing banks to selling shoes, Peg, <laughs> I gotta sell these cheese boots. Gotta sell these women's shoes. These women's shoes. And <laughs> what? What a move! What a show! How, how I did, doubt anybody's going to get that. Like, no, but I'm sure people are going to understand that. But how did that last for so long? Like that, Christina ever, Applegate. You, well, and the lady who plays and yeah, Peg. Pay, pay. yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, aside from like those two, like the show is really like awful and really isn't that funny. <laughs> like isn't. there there are bits in there that are good, but I you know what I mean. But it's really not like reading our really reviews. Not. I know. <laughs> There are bits in there that are good, but like overall, you know, um, no, but it's like, I don't know. I guess I think I, I don't know. Maybe I like your take more on that than I, than I do my own. Cause I, I don't know. There, like I said, there are moments in there where it looks like they like, there's a connection there of like, maybe Jesse knows more than he's going to let on with this. Or maybe he's, it's one of those, like, I guess they play it up into the fact that maybe Jesse is tired of it, tired of his running and knows that this kid's going to like do him in. I don't think you ever know somebody's going to shoot you in the back. Like, somebody's going to be your demise. Dude, Jesse knew that they were going to raid that house, and that's why they moved. That's why they fled. His that's name is David. probably somebody, like, some cop probably tipped them off. His name is David because that's the biblical son of Jesse. <laughs> I think I think mostly, like, that, like, that I think he, he got was seeing off Pinkerton or, operatives everywhere, and, you know. Yeah, like, if you see a Pinkerton, you got to get out. <laughs> that's smart. Right, well. Yeah, you see cops. If I saw like bunches of cops like going around the neighborhood, be like, yeah, maybe they're on to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, do, do I don't know. Did you look like a fat man? <laughs> is she some sort of fat person? That would be a fun one to talk about. Um, but back to back to this movie. We quoted enough. I know. Well, so uh, I think that this movie. I agree with you that this movie looks like fantastic from like start yeah. to finish, dude. Like the. The cinematography is just off the wall on how like good this movie looks, especially like at the in the opening scenes when they're like kind of introducing everybody and like the way that the, this how the smoothness on how like the camera moves and like this the small talk dialogue between um all these characters. And I think that like first viewing and then before, like I said, before reading and understanding that this was like a book adaptation. um just the cast of characters they got to play. Cause like the, the best, the best thing to me at the beginning in this opening scene is Sam Rockwell's portrayal of Charlie. <laughs> this, oh, that yeah. Stephen Avery, like look on his face yeah. as he's like looking at everybody. <laughs> Sam, Sam Rockwell's that guy. He's, he's the he's, goat. He's, like he's, he's a pretty good actor. He's oh so good. So good. He, he, he holds his own for sure. Like he's good at doing like, uh, just, you he's just good at being side people. And then like, he's also really good at like Meeting. taking the main lead in like certain movies. He's good know? in moon. I liked him in that. But that's what I'm saying is like you, it's hard to, it's hard to find people like that nowadays. Cause it's like people usually get typecast into being like, once you're, once you're really good at what you do, a lot of the times you'll get the uh, actual get typecast into being like that, that sidekick role. It's like Chris Tucker. Like, oddly like, enough, like the Affleck brothers actually fit that what you're saying yeah but like we'll look at chris tucker too like chris tucker in every movie that he's in he's just a side character but i think that like chris tucker chris tucker yeah he was a side man and uh, he's a side man to ice cube in friday he's a side person to in the fifth element yeah but imagine he's watching a, a whole video like a whole movie where that guy's the lead rush hour and it's they had to put jackie chan in there 
Is Jackie Chan the side guy in that? I thought Chris Tucker was the side no, guy. She, Jackie Chan, I think, might be the main because he's doing all the stunts, and Chris Tucker's just like, yeah, he's like the, he's like the side guy, right? Like he doesn't like. He's open the up comedic relief, but yeah. he's not like, and that's and that's I don't know, like maybe I, it's one of those ones where it's like, could you give him an opportunity to try and do something main cast? You don't think he could? I I prefer not. <laughs> Okay, well then, I guess the Affleck brothers fall into that pit too, because yeah. I think that like they could. If you need a jerk, you get Ben Affleck. Like I know, it. but like sometimes you can put him in a main piece. Like the accountant was not great, but I think it's like a leading man role. He did pretty well. Isn't he just an autist? Maybe. <laughs> like that's he's on the, he's on the spectrum but somewhere. He's still, with he's still that. a jerk though. Like that's his character, right? Dude, like there was, I don't know. He's yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's but I that's don't what know I mean by that's... like typecast. Like if you need if you need a jerk, like you just get Ben Affleck to play it, and he just like he. I don't think, I don't know. Like an, maybe he's just a really good actor, but even in interviews, like he just always looks like he's just just going to say something. Like you you're wasting his time. Like no matter what, like it's just like why, you know, you you called me over here, Ben. Like yeah. I I had stuff going on, but you asked me to come over you so I could talk come about over your and recording give studio, and your kid, dude. I don't, I don't know. Like I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry for wasting your time. I, know. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like the, you ever seen um, Casey Affleck was in a movie, another movie uh, just recently came out. I saw it last year. It was, we talked about this a little bit. Like, yeah. What part of, um, you know, Boston did it take part in? No, that wasn't that one. That one. I know that was, that was gone, baby gone. Yeah, but then there's that one city, was good, but no, this whatever, one, one is uh, light of my life. That one's the one you should check out. It's about him and his uh, daughter in like a post-apocalyptic world. It's pretty good. Like is it I, post-apocalyptic Boston? No. <laughs> this is post-apocalyptic Jersey. <laughs> no, but that's it's a normal Jersey, I guess. <laughs> but like, it's, it's better. <laughs> Actually, things have gotten pretty good here. <laughs> the real estate's coming up. The market's good. No, but hey. it's, it's it's actually a, like a really good movie. Like I thought it was good for the what they were because it kind of felt like it felt to me because I think he might have written that movie, but it felt to me like he played The Last of Us and was like, I could do that, <laughs> and it was pretty good. Like I liked it a lot, but it that it had that it had that same vibe as you get like the but The Last of Us. I don't think like you've been playing that on a side note. You've been playing yeah. that. What do you think so far? We'll save that for. When I finish it, because okay. I don't want to, I don't make a call, and I, because I've done that, I, I do that a lot on this podcast. Yeah, is like just because I, I feel strongly about something, and then like the next day I'm like, actually, it was a bad take, because I'll play it again, or like <laughs> something, a new piece of information will enter, and I'm like, well, now I have to take back that thirty minute oh, rant. Gee, dang it! <laughs> I'm all, oh, not I, that whole hour I spent like getting raving and ranting about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll come back to that one then. Final Fantasy VII remake still sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Unlock the vault. Hashtag unlock the vault. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I think, uh, I don't think they could have cast a better person to play this Robert Ford role. And I hate to say it, like, but I, as a, I don't know, as a younger man, and sometimes I guess now when I watch the movie, like I can see, but like I first, I registered a lot with that character as a younger man. <laughs> Just, jesse james simpin or what not jesse james simpin but just that like just that character that robert is you know he's not really like uh he's 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 a he's a ford but he's not like one of the better fords like the the gang and it's like trying to make a name for yourself as like an individual that's distant from like you know what i mean it's i guess it's i guess i mean i get yeah it's I don't know. It's it, you know what I mean. You well, get yeah, what I'm it's when you're hanging out with the A team and you're kind of like the C tier friend. Yeah, but you're trying to like make it up to those A team yeah. leagues, and it's just I don't know. And it's it's I guess it's different being a a little brother versus like because it's like with you, you're out there, you're making like you're setting like a path, I guess so to speak. No, I mean don't shake your head, but that's just kind of how I felt. Is like looking. I mean we're seven years apart and like an age, but it's like viewing you and like your life you were it felt like you were out there like making a setting a new path and it's like how do i not how do i make those kinds of like strides without you know falling into like 
not necessarily similar patterns, but falling into like the patterns of like breaking away from like the rest of our family. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. So it's like you were you. I felt like you were out there like doing that, and then it's like I I wanted to try. I wanted to do that, but like you know, it's like how do you how do you do that without copying somebody else's? Like, yeah, copy them. I copy everybody else. I know, but I mean, like, how do you? It, it's I guess it's different in my Look, mind. If somebody's doing something great, you copy that because it works. <laughs> but that's but you get but you get what i'm saying though is it's like how do you like make a name for yourself you copy the greats i guess so that's it like what name one person like who uniquely like changed the game they're always there's somebody mimicking somebody else from like either like way far that they're so obscure but everybody takes influence from everybody i know but i mean looking up to you as like an individual like i didn't want to like i wanted to uh, do the like the cool things that i saw that you were doing but well, i, I didn't want to like wanted to you know <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get what i'm saying it's yeah. like you see that somebody's doing these things and you want to emulate that but you don't want to like be equated to following that like similar type of path which though it doesn't bother me as much because yeah. i like I, I like the similarities and like i think you have to in order to learn what they did and then you can put like a, a twist on it a better foot forward i guess in certain not necessarily or just like add your own style not necessarily yeah, yeah. better because the you know um that's how ideas work very rarely in life do people who like think they're like thinking out they're like outside thinkers and like they're just going to change the game by like you know doing it's one a very hipster step idea like i'm going to do it this way i'm like that, that's the most yeah. inefficient way to do something right you're not going to you're not it's not an anime like and where you can just like fight with one arm tied behind your back and you got like a I wear a blindfold because I need to limit myself. Well, Nothing personal, kid. Yeah, like you, <laughs> you're not going to win. You're just going to get you're yeah. going to die. Like it life's not like that. You copy people who know what they're doing and then you put your own style on it eventually when you yeah. learn it. If you don't like there's plenty of great artists that like made individual like works of their own that that's what they did. Like what's that one guy? Um he's an author that did it. He like wrote he re, he rewrote an entire book. Um, and I can't think of the name right now, but yeah, he, he took all the grades and just like, he, he typed it out, Uh, right. To figure out how they like to get in the mindset of the algorithm of how like this book would make like Uh, the better parts of each of these books to add them into his own. No, the entire book, like he, he wrote it, like he just rewrote it word for word to like get in the mindset of the author and see how they compose stuff, how they constructed things. And once he figured it out. That's kind of an interesting. That's when you can break it, right? Yeah. So the best thing to do is to learn from the people who know what they're doing, and then then you break it. And sometimes when you break it, you can put it back together into something that's uniquely your own. But most of the time, not because it's like that's you use the hive mind. Yeah. You're most of the time like you have to like stand on, on everybody's shoulders to get where you want to get, and that's all I did. But I guess too, I guess like that's kind of uh, one piece as to why I registered this. But like the emulator or him idolizing somebody you know and mm-hmm. then finding out like the more never meet your heroes kid but that's what i'm saying <laughs> exactly but that's what i'm saying is like you you emulating somebody and then like finding out that like they're they're not who you thought they were you that's know? on so you that, i know i know that's on you but like it's the same thing with this character yeah. robert builds up this myth in his mind of like who jesse is and how cool he is and like the closer that he gets to jesse like you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I don't think that's that very funny. <laughs> but that's but that's like what was that line he said at the dinner table? Oh yeah, when he was like yeah. telling that story about your uh, oh, what does he say? He's telling that story about your dinner or your your similarities, and he's like, no, he doesn't want to hear that. Oh no, it'd be fu- it'd be good if it was funny <laughs> or something along the That'd lines. That'd be good if it was funny. <laughs> but I mean, it's I guess. That's I guess this is kind of like something I could relate to is you idolize somebody and it's not like everyone does. I know. But I mean, it's and I guess I then remind that I guess I'm not taking an original take on this. But no, I, I, I get it. I think that's the whole point of it, though. But I mean, like it's your perspective afterwards. Right. So but you empathize with that character because you can see similarities yeah. within your own life and the way that you view things versus with how they're doing, you know. And it's I don't know. That's like kind of what I think I really enjoyed this movie. And it was I remember <laughs> telling our family friend. Uh, that I related with this, I related with the Robert character of this movie more than I did like anybody else. And he was like, that bothers me. <laughs> I was like, why should that bother you? <laughs> but he also wants to be a lot like, he wanted to be a lot like Brad Pitt back in the day. Oh, I got you. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to kill you, bro. I'm just <laughs> saying that I, I mean, like I sympathize with that character. But back on to, I guess back onto the movie. Um, 
I don't know, like even the dialogue, like a lot of like just like the side bit lines that they have, like especially when they have that. I, that's one thing I do. When I really come like traipsing on in here on you, just and he was like sidekick. <laughs> yeah, I like the old timey dialogue that they like. They just like that, it, they did a good job with, with that. even with like the 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 twang in the voice, mm-hmm. and I like how different uh, Jesse and Frank James both are like even in character and like because brad pitt is doing his own thing it's like jesse and then like that dude who plays frank james is doing his own thing and they're brothers but like they couldn't be opposite more opposites and like the way that they portray these characters and it works so well because like yeah. that's kind of how like the brothers are in the book as well as they're they're portrayed as being like very similar along to like get along with each other but they don't a hundred percent see you know they're like their views on life versus like them getting together to go rob a bunch of people and hang out in these gangs, you know? Yeah. I think the one thing that I can say thank you to this movie for though, is the launching of my, uh, rap career as a uh, young stovepipe. <laughs> um, that is going to be my, my new, uh, albums coming out. I'll be- the song. She sucks noodles up her nose up and fit. <laughs> yeah. Up and fit. That's just, no, no, I don't believe Fayette. I have young stovepipe up and mm-hmm. fit. It's going to be the album. Train Robin. <laughs> Hanging with the James gang. That's going to be a, that that's gonna, like a, that's a track. Like a, dude, that sounds like a really like crappy trap. It just sounds Three, like six a bad, mafia song. Hanging with the James gang is just a bad old country road. <laughs> that <laughs> rap. Up in the back. <laughs> Got the, that train up in the back. <laughs> Got the railroad ties on the track. Give me your money. <laughs> Hitting guys in the head with hitting the gun. Now they dead with, with my gun. <laughs> that was like I think that's probably one of my favorite parts in there when he's just like, "I'll give you what he's on the gangster gangster." He's like, "Speak English. <laughs> give me your money." <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. Like so, one old trope that never dies is just old old racism. <laughs> <laughs> Passes on for generations to generations to generations. This is the thing too. It's like. The myth built up around Jesse James, um, like him heavily, like being a Southern loyal to, uh, loyalist and like being like far against like Wait, the that's union. a myth. No, I, I'm not, but I'm saying like the myth of him being like this cool, suave dude. But like the reality of it was, he's kind of a shitty person, <laughs> you well, know. Like I don't imagine like, but no, but every, no, the Teresa out there. Well, I know, but I'm dropping. saying like the 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 myth behind him and like the fact that like somebody would go to great lengths to kill robert for like killing a terrible man you know <laughs> robert did the, the the world a service because this man was also out killing and robbing people so robert does the world a service and then everybody gets mad at robert for doing it <laughs> so you would say maybe you might be a, a robert ford fanboy uh, robert ford fanboy maybe i don't oh, know okay <laughs> okay Looking like Stuart with that makeup on when he's acting. <laughs> I know. Stuart. <laughs> I don't want to. The confession of De- <laughs> the arresting confession of Dick Liddell. Stuart, it's time to kill Jesse James. But I don't want to. But I knew. <laughs> I told him I didn't. But I knew. <laughs> I think that like even like, I don't know. I, there's not much. There's not much like a whole lot. That, this is kind of like. I guess it's the way that I equated Tombstone is like once you watch it, like you, it's a hard movie to like try and explain like how like good all of these elements are and they're like the, they're good. I don't think this is like a think piece for sure. No, it's not. I mean, it's um, it's pretty laid out, and it's like if you don't get it the first time well, around, that's a, well, that's what I'm saying. I like I don't get it. Like, but I get it. You get as it as like I'm saying like there's if you don't get it like as a base movie of like you know, a dramatization of the d- death of Jesse James. I guess yeah. you could look deep into it. Like I was, where it's like, they got this soul connection. They understood each other. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they were. Doing Jeremiah that. was growing into middle age and understanding movies deeper than there's probably a meaning to them. Well, some, some other people in this room do that too. Yeah. But, um, I think that in, in my opinion, anyway, like the movie, it, it holds its own because of the, the visuals and like the, the score, like the score is really good up until and <laughs> until you get to that bar scene. Hey, yeah. Reach out, Mr. Howard. I, I, I have a love hate. I have a love Poor hate. Jesse. It is grave. Like Nick Cage, like writes some Nick like, really good songs. <laughs> and then Nick he does. Cave? Uh, yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> I, I don't mean what I said. No, Nick Cave. From, any shot, Miss Mr. Howard? 
devil with the red right hand. Ding. I think his music is really good. And I think it, when he does. The bands and the gold fans and the down with his red right gold, hand. Huh? You guys take it easy. <laughs> I think that like he's. <laughs> was robbed by a sweet old lady in a wheelchair. Yeah. Nick Cave doesn't... He he has some good songs, though. Like, Dude, he has composed. some bangers, but like... I wouldn't say bangers. I would say more like, you know, welcome composed Did you, songs. The Mercy Seat? Mercy Seat? It's not a, it's not a banger. I'm he's, not like, scre- oh. he's singing into a telephone that entire song. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the mercy seat is awaiting. You can't and I like, think hang my out bum with is your burning. friends. You can't hang out with your friends and like have a good time. No, you don't put song. him on. You maybe put like the scores to his movies on, like him and Warren Ellis. Yeah. You could put those on as like easy listening mu- uh chill music, but like you don't put red uh, red right hand or like the mercy seat on in the background. What, what do you expect- think a banger is? Hmm? Banger's when you pop on with the friends. Banger is when you can, like, only. you can get down with it by yourself and with your friends. But like sometimes you can just get down with bangers by yourself. You it's know? like putting, like I said, it's like putting swans on and be like, hey guys, listen to this. <laughs> Everyone's having a bad time. Or like a long play O brother song. <laughs> yeah, like you're having a good time by yourself when you listen to those long plays, like the 13, 20 minute songs or whatever. Because you can do that by yourself. Like, it's good enough, you know. You can listen to good. an entire Between the Buried and Me album with certain people. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they don't have 13-minute-long songs, it's, really. No, they do. They do, but like, that's not They have, done. like, an entire... They have an entire They're album that's, like, an hour, it. and it's, like, six songs. Have you have you ever tried to show somebody Godspeed? Hmm? You're like, wait for it. Hold on, Hans, wait. Like, remember when I tried to show you Godspeed? That's the time you're going to have with everybody. You're like, okay, but then you listen to it by yourself... You're like, hey, I like this band because that music, you know, you're not waiting for somebody to like have a reaction. And you're like, as Fair a point. listener, you're Fair. like waiting for because this I don't person. Know, but I would still classify like, I was still, I don't know. Because Mercy the, State is still a banger to me, man. It's not a banger. <laughs> but, know. you know, we won't, we won't, we won't argue the fact. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah. My the assassination opinion. of my opinion. By the, <laughs> by the coward, Christopher Lay. Hey, that's just my opinion. I'm, you know, I don't, I can't tell if you want to listen to it or you want to be it. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. Like, Where's uh, Bill? Where's, Where's Jam? Where's Jam? Where's Bill? Speed. Where's God speed. God speed. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. Son of a bitch. I hate watching people like slowly die inside waiting for the part to peak when I like show them post rock because I'm just like, they're not like it. I learned after I started showing people and they're like, I'm like, hold on, you, you wait, just get like seven minutes. I think into the if song. you have it on and like somebody walks in and is intrigued by it, but it's, I guess I agree with you. It needs to like be like a uh, at home alone or in the car on a. This album, or like aggressive jazz, you have to out. listen to aggressive jazz by yourself because it's like doing beep 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 bop 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 bop. Like that one, um, what's that one that they recorded live with the drummers? Like the Darcy James argue Secret Society. I don't know. It's that one where they got like it's like a six minute song, but they got everybody in headphones and like the video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of hipsters going yeah. It was just sad because like you can like that music is so good, but it's like. I don't know. They're not bangers, though. Yeah. <laughs> bangers get to it quick. Fair. I guess, I, I guess you know, club jams, but yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess it's kind of, I guess it's the kind of really the, like the opinion of this movie. Like, it's so hard because like, there's going to be mixed reactions. Like, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to like hate it. I mean, I, I fanboy over this movie like yeah. hard. Like, I. Like trying to watch this one with my wife, she's just she's bored the entire time. And I was like, I I remember we watched this um, a couple days or a couple weeks back, right? And I remember we went all the way through, and I was like, man, it's such a good movie. And she was like, okay, (laughs) that's just that's just all I got was just a okay. (laughs) I liked that they had Billy Corrigan in it. He was at the dinner. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> the world is a vampire. Stumbled on my party, running for office again. Captain Jesse James, dun, 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 hoping to dun, get the vote. Kentucky voters, hold you up to the flame. <laughs> 
Even though I know Dick Little's in the show. I like this. Confess, oh, bones like on Joe. I just turned that down. Yeah, you can cut that. <laughs> no, the. Uh, I don't know what is your what's your opinion because like I'm I'm down with as far as like casting goes the side characters and like the little like tidbits like that lady that the Wood Heights stepmom like that whole scene kills me too where they're at like the she's stepmom's like not house. an actress like she's like an actress that she, looks like somebody but she's not um no but I think they picked somebody who would be like I think she I don't know she could be like pretty outside of this movie but I think she's pretty for that like time she Katniss's like, mom she I don't know probably. Um, I'm saying what I'm saying is, is like for those for period pieces, like sometimes when you cast like plain women or like make them look plain, like I think it fits and it makes them like look really pretty when you downplay like especially when they're on the features the, in the outhouse. That's that's really attractive. <laughs> Taking a drop in a base. Hey man, he got it down in there. I I do want to know how like that double outhouse worked though. Like, is that what you did back in the day? You I just, guess like, so. Take, you just dropping dumps, just dropping, dropping like next here. to people. You're like. Hey, just holding hands till death do us part. I'm, you, I'm you, mighty vexed. You shit when I shit. How about you come out and watch the sunset till with death me do us down part. in the outhouse? Come watch the come watch the sun through the moonbeam. They were the salad days, <laughs> the golden days. Just have some Mac DeMarco in the back. And I'm getting on the step on my shoulder. The this is the outhouse where me and Ma pooped together. <laughs> we would pow down. Um, I don't know. I think that like I like the little like side bits in here, especially like like the. I think one of the best scenes to me, like mm-hmm. as far as like acting goes, is the scene where he uh, Jesse travels out to Ed Miller's house. Yeah. Like the the actor who played Ed Miller, like they got they did really well, and I don't know that's if that's the, uh, he's, he's like all he's got sick during planting time, really have much. I always think of the I always think of Got Milk, like the guy that Aaron Burr or whatever, and he couldn't answer the phone Makes call. Makes you wonder how high ho. Yeah, like chug a little chug. I'm trying to think where that I've seen that guy before a million times, but yeah, I get what you're saying. He's in like he he's he, in everything. Sometimes he plays like military esque yeah. characters. He was in a Terminator. At one he could have been in a Terminator, but um, I think that like his acting in that scene, like I don't know, like I said, you couldn't pick better actors to play yeah. like side piece, and I think that like as I made a mention to you before when we were watching it, the this is like this was definitely a movie where these these actors really kind of had to put their skills to the test mm-hmm. because after this a lot of those people actually became relatively like famous in their own right to be in like other movies but like this is back when like you didn't know Jeremy Rayner before he was you know Hawkeye in the Marvel movies so like as him playing Wood Height you know he actually has to like you know yeah. put himself into those shoes and be a part of that time it's the same thing with the dude who played dick little like he went on to play in like other movies he's not really like big big but he's big enough that like you could recognize his face but like seeing him in this movie even the dude who plays ed miller like they're there he's a generic face now because he's like in almost everything and that is like the side character but like in this one like you're you're putting your acting skills to the test and it's like you're playing up against some really big heavyweights like Brad Pitt and Sam Rockwell and even Casey Affleck in his own right, you know, was, you mean, just having that like, yeah, I wouldn't, weird I wouldn't call Casey Affleck a bad actor at all. I, I don't, I don't care for his style, but he's good at his craft. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is it's like, it's, this is back when like, at least a lot of those people who were the side pieces, like you actually had to like put effort into it. So it's like every scene they're like. I feel like they're at what you, 100%. What are you saying? You have to put every piece into it now, Alex? Is that what you're uh, saying? No, but I like I don't know. The du- Jeremy Rayner could probably phone it in. The dude who plays Dick, they could all kind of phone it in in some. Well, yeah, he's in he's aspect. in Avengers. I know, but like <laughs> he's gonna shoot a bow. Well, dude, look, I mean, look at him and I, hey, dude. It, you want to talk about somebody I did not care for? Some scenes that I did not care for with him is like, did you ever watch? You watched uh, Endgame, didn't you? No. Oh, uh, there was some scenes in Endgame because he's like there, dude. The beginning of that movie, I'm a I'm a bad nerd. He's solid in like his, but like towards the end, I I was just like, all right, let's just not put him in anything else right now. 
Like I'm, I'm okay without him being in the rest of this movie. Like <laughs> I was like, you want to know why? Do you want to? You want to know why Infinity War was cut? Because I didn't see this man's face <laughs> in anything. It's the same thing like when he was in Thor and he had that like cameo as as Hawkeye in that one. I was just like, all eh. You know, like he, I think I actually like, don't. Let me, let me share a little secret with you. I'm going to, no, I don't time. watch these movies. He yeah, should. A not so hot take, right? Not so controversial because everyone and their mom loves to hop in this train. But I really just, I, I was done after like, like the fifth, I don't after know. After the Incredible movie. Hulk. Was, no, I like those movies. I watched Avengers. I think it was like after Civil War. I was just like, you know what? Um, I'm kind of done. Yeah. I mean, fair. You can get burnt out on them pretty yeah, easily. I just like, I've already seen this movie like a million times and everybody's like, I thought no. you, I thought you went and uh, took your son to go see one. No. You took your son to go see Star I'm, Wars. Oh, that's right. I, I regretted that. I took, I feel like Star Wars is kind of overrated too. Then I think that there are good. I don't like that last one. The, the rise of Skywalker. I thought that was bunk dude. I like I was so, it. I remember I was watching that one. And I was so mad, like that entire movie. Oh, wait, I was I did, like, I wonder if I did. Was, which one was the one where they just kept cutting the scene to scene, and all of a sudden they like team up, and then like Kylo Ren and what's her name are buddies? Then is that the one with Ben Swallow? I think right. No, I think that might be no, because they, they kind of team up in every movie. No, they don't. Last they Jedi, the first one. they fought in the first one. In Last Jedi, there is a part where they like team up and kill a bunch of like, and that's the one with the pink haired lady, right? That I don't know what she did. The one who played by the lady from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the, that's the one where I was like, you know what? I'm not, not because of the woke stuff that was in there. It was because that was, that was the one with the gambling planet. And they were like, man, I that movie this. was shot so poorly. I was just like, what's going on? I don't like, know. I like that one. I liked, I preferred that one to rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Was I hate bunk. In, I hate incoherent bunk. scenes. Like I want, like it's my movie to tell a story and like i just don't like going places like where it's all which is sad I'm, I'm sad that you let's didn't like there. i'm sad that you didn't like that one because it was directed by uh yeah i know who directed fan it. favorite mr ryan johnson yeah he's got some good hits and you know what just like everybody else like sometimes you will he hates being famous for his hits and never for his misses bloody kisses from poison lips I so pass another round around for the hits. kids oh. who got nothing is that boys night to... out yes it is i love Ugh. that band i Dude, good for you. You, you can't tell me. For, you can't, can't tell me that their second album. You didn't like it at all. I I I've hated that band since their first album. What? I I had to listen to them because a certain friend of mine loves that style of music, and like <sighs> we always drove around his car, so he'd always have that. Uh, upsets me a lot because I remember you had that. You downloaded that album. Uh, I feel. <laughs> I did not. I feel like Robert Ford right now with Jesse James. You never meet your idol. <laughs> I didn't download any Boys Night. No, Out you album. did. You had you had uh, make yourself sick. I think is what it was. I um, think I just borrowed. I had that because like it was. When like, you're left with only a bullet, no. I'll bring the trigger and the promise to pull it. <laughs> I know. I know that song you're talking about. I know these these songs Dude, haunt my dreams. I, they, how did they haunt your dreams? Because I remember like I, I saw you put that album on there along with like a Glassjaw album and a bunch of other ones. And I remember you you ratted me out for listening to Glassjaw. <laughs> no, I I know I had the Glassjaw album. I'll admit that. I know, that no, you I know, but you ratted me out for listening to that because I remember I was listening to I was listening to one <laughs> Love, Bites, Love Bites and Razor Lines, and I was I got my headphones on, and you're like, "What are you listening to?" And I like showed you, and you were like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, because you're just a sweet little innocent boy. I know, but I love that song. I know my little my little incel heart. I didn't, I didn't want you. I didn't want you to listen to incel music and get corrupted and get the incel disease like your brother has. That's a, <laughs> I didn't want you to get the incel. I got the I got the incel. Yeah, but that's he's a he's a you talking you or yeah me. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm talking about the the other brother. I didn't want like, you to catch that incel. I already caught that incel. Caught the incel disease. Yeah, I'm already caught that incel. But I tried to save you. <laughs> Dude, I like. I guess controversial hot take. I like their last album they brought out, the Material Control Materia or whatever. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't remember listening to it. It's not even on there. That's an EP they brought out. I think like, and it, it sucks. It's because you know, like I remember people used to rag on it. They're like, why is this guy always just, like whining about women? I'm like, dude, you don't get it. You don't understand. He you've, had never, you've, you've never, never been, been crushed. crushed. You've, never been, you've crushed. never been crushed. You've never, you've never worked. You've never worked the love. <laughs> 
You've never worked the, the subscription. You've never worked the <laughs> subscription. You've never paid for something. You've never paid for anybody and got nothing out of it. You've never subbed the prime. You've never simped. You've never worked the simp. You've never been the simp. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like it's as I mean, as as much of an insult as that man is, those songs are still pretty dope. And it and it's the poetry, funny. the poetry's interesting. Dude. It doesn't change from album to album because it's still like even in the newer ones. He's, he's complaining like, about that same breakup though. Like he's I mean, complaining about that same breakup. And the man's you like get in his one 40s. album. Maybe yeah, the man's in his forties. You get now. one album about a bad breakup. But it's still so good though. But then his side project was kind of like the same thing. No, well, no. He's how many other side projects does he have? I'm talking about head, he's got, head automatic. Bleeding heart, baby. Yeah. Again, he's just talking Dude, about. I remember the hearing same that song That's a good and song, finding though. out. It is a good song, but I remember hearing that song and finding out that there's the same dude from Glassjaw and being so mad. Cause I was like, this boy. Cause that was back like when I was like heavy into like metal and I was like, this dude, he sacrificed himself. Get the hit, sell out, sell out. I love that song though, dude. His, his, uh, good. Color City or that other one that he had where he's like, um, in a small town. Yeah, that one's pretty good, I mean, too. We didn't kill each other. Well, I guess, I don't know. Like, I haven't listened to it for a while, so I better, like, hold my rights to reserve. When it, I listen to it, I remember liking it. Yeah. No, any of the side projects, I don't think. He, I think he's got a unique voice for all that yeah. stuff, too. But back on to Jesse James and the Coward I, Well, yeah, board. I mean, we, I think we gave our, our I think we, I think we we spent, I know, I think as far as staying, like, on task, I think we've done really well. Yep. We hear really you well. out we, here at the... Uh, <laughs> We hear you. Deep dive daddies. And sometimes um, we get on tangents. Sometimes we get on tangents. But we can today, do better. dude, today has been. It was a good day. I think it was a just surprisingly with as many like problems as we had. We didn't I didn't have this. to I use think it was AK. good. So, you know, that's good. Young but, uh, stovepipe. Catch me outside. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, what would you rate this film? If you had to give it a scale like rating. I'd give it probably like a seven. Give it like a well, seven. Seven out of what? On a scale of ten, I'd do I'd do a six. Six. I give it a six, six teeth out of a set of twenty four. Yeah, well, if we're going off that, if we're going out a set of twenty four, I give it maybe like two bullets. Two. I still count six shots. Um, <laughs> two out of six shots. Uh, I think, as I've stated before, total fanboy for this movie. I give it. I mean, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like a, it's a it's a real hot take on it because, like I said, not everybody likes this movie and they think it's like too long and really boring. But I don't know, like score, look, overall look, uh, acting, you know, dude, this is, this is, I give it, uh, I give it uh, seven out of 10 strokes. I'm just kidding. 10 out of 10 strokes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all the way to completion okay. by the end of this movie. So, um, climax, I'm is when I'm in a climax. He talked about climax, <laughs> even though it'd been 37 days. <laughs> talked about climaxing, even though he climaxed all the time. <laughs> um but yeah thanks for thanks for listening yeah um our next our next one is going to be a good good one to yeah it's been a while since i've seen it might be a good one i think we're gonna i think we're gonna be good um definitely uh give us a give us a rating on the format or the the platform that you listen to uh i would like to see what you know what kind what type of rating and reviews we could get out of this um two i wanted to kind of open up something new uh and i know because i don't i don't here's the thing is i don't know all the people who are listening to this i've I've pushed out a bunch of we pushed out a bunch of information into the ether of the universe and now we're just kind of like hoping that it comes back but uh if you guys are interested in leaving some like trying to get a hold of us uh you can hit us up at deep dive daddies, all one word at gmail.com. Send us some email, send us some feedback, um, write it and leave us a review on any of the platforms you're listening to. And if you, I don't know, maybe do some like, do some shout outs to, to funnier emails that are sent to us. Uh, maybe, yeah. um, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun to see what we could get back. Uh, this is going to be a bunch of dong pics. Opening up with his titties all over the place. Like, it's cool, but like <laughs> they opened up their email and all they were sent were penises. Yep, that was. I opened up my I opened up my email and it was full of dicks. <laughs> um, but yeah. emails came in. It was full of penises. They'd later regret. We <laughs> <laughs> got any personal information of theirs, but I mean. I don't know. We revealed so much. I figure if anybody wants to try and contact us, uh, you know, some fun mail in 
stuff. Once again, that is Deep Dive Daddies, uh, all one word, just like the name of the podcast, at gmail.com. Um, or you can check us out on Instagram. Just kidding. We don't have yeah, an well, no, we have an Instagram. Oh, we I need, yeah, we have an I need help managing it. I'm not. You can help. You can check us out on Snapchat. Yeah, actually, check us out on Snapchat. It should be uh, Deep Dive Daddies. On OnlyFans, Deep Dive Daddies. <laughs> and, of course, on some, the hub. You want to see some good pics of a, of a pretty decent butthole I look at every day, which is my own. I mean, we're checking for other things down there. but I do Goatsy cosplay. <laughs> Sometimes I go mining, you know, for the yeah. OnlyFans. Um, but, yeah, leave us. Let us know what you think. It'd be cool to know. Because, like I said, I see. Do we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter, but I don't have any. Like, what I about like, Reddit? We don't have a Reddit yet. I've been I've been asking you to help me with these things. You're like, Dude, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm social, seven years older. Than I'm not you. social media conscious. Dude, I, you, all you need to do is get on there and then like repost. I'm all Facebook. I, know. <laughs> I like type in Reddit and it just takes me immediately to Facebook. <laughs> so are you over the age of 35? Um I don't know. Like I said, I think it'd be kind of fun to hear back from some of our listeners. Because like I said, yeah. I only see that people are listening. I don't actually see anything else other than that. So it'd be nice to like hear shout outs or at least kind of get to know our little bit of a fan base that we've built up. Because well, they're not fans yet. They're, it's community. Really. Uh, sorry. Okay. Let's, a little bit of our community. Hold, are the it, people hold who, it down there, Jesse. <laughs> Their 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 social medias were planned out planned but never carried out. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. <laughs>